Toronto Maple Leafs, David Nonis. Good to see you, Dave. Good to see you. Let's talk about where we kind of left off at the end of last season. Of course, uh, a disappointing end to the year. Brendan Shanahan comes in and uh, becomes effectively, I guess, your boss. And the question everybody wants to know is, how is Dave Nonis going to get along with, Dave, with Brendan Shanahan? How are their visions going to mesh? Tell us a little bit about what happened this summer when you two had an opportunity to sit down and talk and share your ideas and then go to work on this team. Well, we spent a lot of time together in June, um, and, and I think you know, from Brendan's standpoint, there's a lot of changes, a lot of things are different from coming at it from the league standpoint or from a player standpoint. Uh, so he wanted to spend some time and, and understand how we do things, why we do things. Um, you know, he, he brings a different viewpoint from my standpoint because he is, you know, he has been a, a successful player and played on some some championship teams um, and he can bring a lot to the table from that standpoint so we we spent a lot of time talking about uh, you know direction of the, of the team we we think a lot alike in terms of uh, how the team should play and how we should put it together um, long-term thinking and, and building of the group so um, I wouldn't say that everything was is you know was exactly uh, eye to eye, but that's that's never the case. And in fact, if you probably don't want that. No, right? if yeah. that was the case, yeah. you're not going to uh, you're not going to get to where you want to go. But uh, overall, I, th I think it's been as smooth uh, a transition as we could have hoped for, and I think we're both looking forward to getting going. In terms of your philosophies of hockey, Brennan's been very careful about that. But where do you kind of align in terms of how you see building a team and how you see a team playing? Well, as you know, t teams change and, and championship teams change. Uh, every year and mm. and I think we have to guard against is 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 chasing the rabbit you know I think uh, there was big teams for a while mm. and I'm one with a big team mm -hmm. you know, well let's all load up with big players or, uh, you know you're gonna you're gonna win by being overly aggressive and or you're gonna be able to add a bunch of European players I think we both uh, agree that teams that really win and have longevity right now can play any style that you want if you want to get into a track meet then you can do it uh, if you want to play a tough grinding game then you should be able to handle that as well you know you look at uh, the teams that have won recently I don't think that the, that uh, the Los Angeles Kings were afraid to go into any building, yep. and they could also outskill most teams. Uh, so if you wanted whatever style you wanted to play, they were prepared to do it. Uh, you know, we we also took um, a lot of time and stock of our own group um, and made the determination that we need to be deeper, particularly up front. Uh, we have to play four lines. We're not going to be a, a three-line team you, you, over a course of 82 games. You're going to get worn down. You're going to have injuries. You're easy to shut down, mm -hmm. uh, and we needed to increase the depth. And that was um, that was one of the goals that we set out to accomplish uh, in June. You know, we think that we've we've done that. Um, you know, there's always room for improvement. You know, there's we're not we're not saying that we're we're completely finished or we're where we want to be, but we feel much more comfortable with our group in terms of our bottom six uh, forwards than we did at the end of last season. Now that means fewer guys who would be qualified as enforcers in the past, right? Yeah, Is there a I shift think, away from that. Do you think? Well, I, I think that that uh, that's that element is still going to be in this league. It's still going to be, you know, I think uh, on our our team. Um, but you know, we we can't be playing our fourth line two minutes. Uh, we need to we need to be able to play them eight, nine, ten minutes. And you want to make sure that those players are are when they're stuck out against Sidney Crosby after an icing that yeah. you're comfortable that they can they can do the job and and that's what we're striving for we're in conversation with dave known as general manager of the toronto maple Leafs. i don't want to make this the most predictable interview in history but there's two <laughs> there's two topics you know you're going to get hit with when you sit down here one is your relationship with brendan shanahan i'll go to the other one you know is coming analytics which 
perception-wise, and you can correct us here, was that was this was not something the Toronto Maple Leafs were preoccupied with in, 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 in earlier seasons. And I know it's, it's it, it, you, as I say, you can address that, whether that's a, a, a truth or a myth, but that was a perception. Uh, tell us a little bit about what Kyle Dubas is going to bring to your organization and why, as you go a little deeper into the analytics pond he was the guy the right guy to do it for you well first of all I would, I would say that you're right we weren't preoccupied with it I don't, I don't think that that's how uh, I don't think we are now preoccupied sure. with it um, we had a significant amount of dollars in our budget for for analytics I'm the person who put it in there okay so it's not it's not <laughs> like there like there wasn't there was a, a an aversion that we don't want to ever approach analytics I'm the person that put that line item in um, but we rarely, if, if ever, saw a program or a person come to us and said, this is what I can do for you or we can do for you. Uh, a lot of the things w that were brought to us were, uh, were analyzing the past. And, and that doesn't necessarily help us. A lot of the, the, the stats that people talk about, those were available to us. We've had them. Um, you know, Chris Dennis has presented that to us over, you know, for, for the last couple of years with the programs we have now. What we want and what we're always looking for is how can we use some of those stats to help us make decisions or predict the future? Mm -hmm. and, and that's where, where uh, I think uh, you're going to see the benefit at some point. Are we there yet? No, no. And Kyle would tell you the same thing. We're not there yet. But we've challenged him. Uh, you know, in our discussions, I, I, I asked him several um, things and pointed questions as to where we need to go. And he came back with some pretty interesting answers. And, and, and th that's where we started getting excited about what we what we might be able to do going forward. This isn't a two-month project. It's not a, not a four-month project. This is a yearly project. It's something that's going to develop over time, and I think um, that, that we're going to be able to use it from a management standpoint and from a coaching standpoint. But um, it's not there yet, and he's got a lot of work to do with his staff and uh, to be able to put it together so we so we can predict the future. We can make some decisions. Um, and, the, you know, I'd spent some time with other sporting uh, organizations uh, in different leagues, and I charged him with some of the things that they're doing because they are further ahead in terms mm -hmm. of making decisions. But it's not hocus-pocus. There's hard facts and data that they are able to use to make those decisions. And if we can get to that point, then, then we'll all be happy. One of the things Brendan said is that when he sat down with Kyle, he learned stuff about hockey he didn't necessarily know, or, he or at least it was a very different viewpoint. Um, in your discussions with Kyle, a guy who you, the organization was willing willing to hire, who's who's kind of delved into analytics a little bit, has your view of analytics changed? And if so, where have you seen a, maybe more utility in that aspect of it? I don't think they's necessarily have changed, but I think we found a, a person that is able to start to tell us what we're looking for. Again, not what happened, but what we think is going to happen, and. Um, the one thing is, uh, thing I think is unfair to Kyle is, is his, uh, the analytics tag has has been painted all over this guy's forehead. Hockey's Billy Bean. Yeah, yeah, and, that kind of thing. And sure. I, I don't think that's fair. I think this is a hockey guy who understands analytics and numbers. It's not the other way around. I think the reason that, that we never had someone else come to us with things that we could work with or that would help us is that some of them were analytic people. They were smart you know individuals but they couldn't speak the language of hockey and mm -hmm. I think that Kyle is different in that he he understands the game this isn't a guy that's just crunching numbers and throwing you know pages in front of our faces and say see you know he, he's explaining uh, how the game can change and that's what we you know, Brennan and I both 
we interviewed him separately, um, which I think was was ideal because we were able to share our notes and say, yeah, that we that we both thought the same thing. This is a, a person that might be able to help us on a going forward basis. Not reviewing the past, we can all do that. How would you like to see your team play this year? More up tempo. Um, I think one of the things when we created the some of the competition in the bottom six, uh, we'd like to get back to where we were two years ago. Where I think you would agree, but maybe you wouldn't. But in the in the strike shortened uh, lockout shortened year, there wasn't many nights where we we took off. I mean, I we, agree. We weren't necessarily the better team every night, but we were hard to play against and we worked. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think that a lot of that was competition. You know, we sent some players down that year. They were on one-way contracts and it, it woke up some people. Um, and I think we competed hard. Uh, with with the number of people we have here that are NHL caliber players now, there's no reason why we can't recreate that, that uh, part of our game. And, and in fact, uh, given where we are in terms of our development, we have to be a team that competes hard. We're, we're not skilled enough. We're not deep enough just to walk out there and win hockey games. In terms of the changes to your blue line, what do you see that's going to be different this year about the back end of your hockey team? Well, last year we we liked a lot of the pieces that we had, but we weren't happy how they necessarily fit together. And Carl Gunnarsson is a very good player for us for a long time. Uh, he was a good teammate, and I know his teammates were ha sad to see him go. We felt that having the emergence of of Gardner and Riley, that they were gonna they were gonna be able to take more minutes. Um, they do a lot of the things that he does, um, and that he was I wouldn't say expendable, but he was a guy that we could move because we could we, we could utilize the two younger players. Uh, we all said one right right hand shot last year, mm -hmm. and I, I'm not a guy that says you have to have three left and three right, but I think I think five and one is tough. And we put some people in spots that were it was difficult for them, and and some of those guys were young players, and and we we felt we needed to have uh, at least one more right hand shot, uh, and then we we wanted to be a little bit tougher to play against, a little bit better um, in the last couple of minutes of of a period, a little bit better, mm -hmm. and uh, on the PK, and Roland Polak is a guy that uh, we felt was a good swap out for Carl. Their contracts were virtually identical. And so we accomplished a, a couple of different things. We we made ourselves tougher to play against with that trade. Uh, we got a right-hand shot. Uh, we, we, are, we were able to give more minutes to the two young guys. And then with Stefan Robota, we know and uh, knew when we signed him that you know he's coming off of, of a very significant injury. Prior to that injury, he was playing like a 27-year-old, not a 37-year-old. Yeah. He is having a very good playoff. And uh, you know, whenever he's ready to come back, and hopefully it's you know it's sooner rather than later. But we're not going to rush him. But we're comfortable. He's going to help our our back end. He's going to help our young players. He's a very professional, hardworking guy. Uh, so that mix, I think, is going to make us look a lot different. You've you haven't made huge changes to this team, right? Like you've you've added guys. In your second pair, you've added guys in your in your bottom six quite quite often. How much improvement do you think that that can kind of give you? Because it's not like you brought in a Sidney Crosby or you brought in a Taves because those guys aren't available. No, no, we didn't. But we we think there's a pretty big change. There's a big change in ter in terms of number of players. I mean, that's a mm -hmm. pretty significant uh, number of, of new bodies. Um, but we think we would have been better off last year down the stretch if we had that depth. If we had the the different look on the back end that we have right now you're right did we add you know some of some of the marquee or high-end names no they like you said first of all they weren't available yeah. um and and two 
uh, I don't necessarily think that that's all that we needed. We were able to accomplish some things that were available to us. Uh, and if we have to make small incremental improvements until we get this team to where it, it needs to be, then that's how we'll go about doing it. We're in conversation with Dave Nones, general manager of the Toronto Maple Leafs. Uh, I say overall, I guess that when you factor in the final 20 games, a disappointing season a year ago, and, and maybe in terms of individual elements, nothing more disappointing than David Clarkson, who had been high-profile free agent signing, did not have a good year. It got off to the wrong start with the, the fight in the preseason. What are you looking for from him this season, and and what is your interpretation of what happened to him his first as a Maple Leaf? Well, I don't think that things could have gone any worse worse for David Clarkson from the, the, the moment he stepped on the ice from the preseason. You end up with a 10-game suspension. It's pretty tough to get off to a good start. Then you come back from that suspension, and you feel like you have to do something. You, you're... You know, you've, you're getting paid a lot of money. It's You've missed the first 10 games. And, uh, and the I team's winning without you. They were they were very good before he got back the to the lineup. The team was winning. Yeah. Yeah. But I think it, on a personal note for him, he felt like he had to be a factor. And I think he tried to do way too much. Um, uh, and once the confidence started to, to shake, it's pretty tough to get it back going again. But uh, David Clarkson, you know, and again, uh, the, the two years before we signed him, um, you know, Clarkie had 30, 45 goals. The next two guys ahead of him were at 46 for Kane and Hossa. Mm. We're not asking him to be that player. He's not going to be a 30-goal scorer. I don't, we don't think that that's something that will happen for him again, and it's not why we signed him. Mm -hmm. So, I, you know, I, I think the pressure should be off of him now. I know he puts a lot on himself just to go out and play the game the way that, that he's played it in the past. You know, if he's a 15-goal scorer, that's what we kind of expect out of him, to be a hard guy to play against, um, to be a, a, a tough uh, player in terms of of competing every night, and that's what that's what what he's made a uh, you know a living at. And uh, you know the expectations aren't to be a 30 goal scorer. They're to be a a solid you know solid right winger that we can use on the power play times because he competes and go to the front of the net. Um, and if he does that, then, then he'll be satisfying all of our goals. Uh, Dave, thanks so much for dropping by. Training camp right around the corner, and best of luck to the start of the season. All right, guys, thanks for having me.